Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Off the Set. This is the JC Film Podcast, where we talk about everything that you don't see on screen, as well as everything else under the sun. Today, I am joined by my good friend Bobby Lacer, who is uh, in charge of was in charge of producing our film, The Story of Mother's Day. And uh, honestly, I, I got to tell you, that I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, yeah and, I am too. So, uh, tell me how you started coming about with this idea, and you know how you got to where it was. So Jason and I have been working together for about two years and uh, mostly me as an actor in his films, as well as my son and and my wife. Mm -hmm. And I kept talking to him about possibly doing a film in my hometown of Henderson, Kentucky, which is where I grew up uh, before I left for school and then moved to other areas and uh, eventually ended up uh, just outside of Louisville, Kentucky with my family. He finally said one day, he was like, okay, so you keep telling me about this town. What's so special about it? So we kind of talked through some of the things, you know, that were special about the town. And I mentioned to him that uh, the first Mother's Day was actually recognized in Henderson, Kentucky. Uh, a, a woman who, uh, Mary Towles, who was a teacher there, had had a, uh, what she called a celebration of mothers, where she invited the students' mothers in without telling them then had the students get up and tell them what they liked about their mother, etc. cetera. Uh, she also wrote a booklet that was about 34 pages, I think, um, called The Celebration of Mothers. And today it's recognized as the first Mother's Day card, even though in reality it's a small book, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> what was it, 32 pages? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 32, 34, something along that right. line. Uh, and Jason said, well, well no, it was uh, Mother's Day was started in Grafton uh, by Ann Jarvis. And I said, yes, Ann is actually who you know, took the idea, you know, pushed it forward, ultimately had it, you know, made into a national holiday. Uh, but this happened about 30 years before Anne actually be, sort of began that process. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, that's interesting. He's like, you know, I've always wanted to do a Mother's Day film. And he's like, I, I think we could run off that. So that was really kind of where it began. Jason, uh, you know, took the lead and, and wrote the, the first pass of the script. And, uh, you know, the, the film itself talks about those two women mm-hmm. and how Mother's Day, you know, sort of began, how it, you know, developed and then where it got to where it is today. Right. But the real focus of the film is uh, th- these kids have just come back to school from COVID. They're, they're part of their theater program. They haven't been able to do a show. And they create their own uh, their own show and it's going to be about Mother's Day. And through the process of the show, we get to see with, with the lead kids, which I think we had seven leads, uh, each of them has a specific story of, about their relationship with their mother. Uh, and, you know, it's everywhere from, you know, one kid who seems to have a, a really kind of normal home life uh, to another kid whose mother works, you know, double shifts every day because right. his father had left, you know, three years before uh, another one has a father that's, that's suffering from PTSD and his mom is kind of handling both roles. Another's mom is struggling with uh, substance abuse when it comes to pain medication. Uh, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a plethora of things showing that, that moms 
come in all shapes and sizes and that relationships between mothers and, and their children uh, can sometimes be difficult, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's all about love. Yeah. And so they, you know, as it goes along through this, they have a better understanding of who their mother is and a, and a much deeper respect for their relationship with them. And so it's, yeah. we had some really talented, talented teenage kids. I agree. In this film, they were fantastic. Uh, we cast it mostly with local talent uh, there in the Henderson area. And so outside of two kids in our films, one of which was, was my son, none of them had ever been in a, in a movie before, right. even a short film. So it was a, it was an interesting experience and you yeah. did a fantastic job. Oh, well, thank you. And, and <laughs> thank you for plugging cinematography <laughs> with, with sound. Uh, you know, of course we had a number of the kids that wanted to, to play a part in that. And we let yeah. them, you know, yeah, that was do an, easy the boom. an easy decision for me. To, you know, all right, you want to do a little work for me? <laughs> Go ahead. I yeah. can take a break. <laughs> you want to hold this boom? But yeah. you did a great job of supervising them and, and really showing them, you know, what they needed to do and what their concerns needed to be. And, you know, obviously trying to avoid, you know, boom shadows yeah. and moving it too much or, or, or things that you it, wouldn't consider just, right. you know, when your assumption is, Oh, you just hold this pole so that yeah. somebody can talk into it. It's, it's like, hey, so you, you can keep coming lower. And they're like, I think it's going to be in the camera. It's like, no, 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 no. it's not. <laughs> it's like right there. Don't go right. any lower. You know, they, they did a good job, but you did a great job of, you know, really yeah. helping them to understand that. Well, it was easy, you know, because they, they caught on very quickly. So it's just, you, you tell them, listen, this is the thing you need to avoid. And that's that. So it, it, it makes it easier when you have kids that know what they're doing. I was going to say, sometimes those young minds are a lot quicker to yeah, you know, pick it yeah. up than, than we adults. Yeah. No, I mean, when I was figuring it out myself, um, months ago, like I didn't do it. I didn't figure it out on my own. I had somebody there that was giving me pointers. And of course, Jason was one of them, but it's, uh, it's fun to be a part of that process because, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives the the uh, the kids more appreciation for how it's being shot as opposed to they're just showing up and doing the thing that they read on the paper the night before. Right. You know? Right. So, uh, and that's kind of one of the things that I've enjoyed working with Jason with is that it's everyone is all involved in all sorts of ways. Mm-hmm. And and you, you did the same. You know, you were, I mean, you did a little bit of boom for me as well. Right. <laughs> uh, and, and you were given, you know, obviously Braden some tips. He's your kid. But everybody else who was, it wouldn't necessarily be so direct, but well, maybe we could do, try and do it this way. Mm-hmm. And then, so I wanted to ask, like, so how much of it ended up being the way that you had written it and how much of it ended up getting shot differently just because of the way we had to roll with it? So uh, Jason's original pass of the script was 54 pages. Mm. Um, then I took it, worked with some of what he had, and ultimately when we were done, it was 84 pages. Uh, trying to hit that, you know, roughly 90 minute mark, which was our goal. Right. Honestly, this film was maybe as close to the script as any we've done in some time. Really? We've followed the script pretty close. Now, you know, as well as I do, we had some sections that, you know, once we got there, they were smaller parts where we were just like, "Eh, you know, that's not really driving the story you know we've got more important things we've got to do because we we had a a seven day well actually no it was a 10 day shoot schedule yeah yeah so we had 10 days uh and we had a lot of film i mean 90 90 minute film in 10 days that's that's humping Uh, (laughs) so and and it was a hustling it was a large cast too we had 54 cast members well and that's probably part of what made it 
what made it drag on so long is that when you're trying to hand when you're trying to handle just a few people, you can just kind of bing bang boom all over the place. Right. But when you have to handle 30, 40, 50 people and like make sure that they're not one destroying everything and two actually being where they need to be and you know being aware enough at the moment to actually shoot the thing the way it's supposed to be shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it difficult as, as was, uh, well, know, the exa- the prime example would have been that Saturday night. Yes. Yes. And you, you know, as the assistant director, your job really is to be the cat wrangler. Right. Uh, and th- there were at least what, you know, maybe three times where we were shooting one particular day of scenes. And then Jason as the director was like, okay, we're going to move on to day two mm-hmm go change into your day two stuff and they'd all head back and start changing. And then, you know, as either the, the unit manager Louise or myself would say, Hey, hold on. We still have this part. We've got to shoot for day one is, Oh yeah, that's right. We do right. have them all come back. So then I got to go back mm-hmm. and tell them, Hey, I know you just changed, but you got to get back in those clothes again. And they all look at you like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just the messenger. Uh, right. You know, we got, we got some other stuff to do. So it's, it's hard for uh, a director when they're, you know, deep into the film itself mm-hmm. and the creative part of it to know exactly like things that might be getting left out because you know, a lot of people don't know you really don't shoot a film in sequence. Right. It's where you have those locations. Yeah. You shoot as much as you can when you can. Not to mention, sometimes you don't have actors available for every Uh day. They may only be available one day. So every scene that actor's in, you've got to do at that time frame. Right. So it's not like you can just go, okay, we're shooting scene 12, now scene 13, now scene 14. Okay, now it's day two. Mm -hmm. doesn't work that way. Not even a little bit. (laughs) No, not even close. So that's why you need unit managers, uh, assistant directors, uh, you know, site managers, all of those people have to be there to help in that process so that we don't forget stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, cause even, even with all the help that we had, and I mean, especially like with Louise, she was, I mean, she was great. She took mm-hmm. such a load off of everyone, but even then we still were so mentally jumbled up because we were right. trying to figure things out that there were either things that we forgot to shoot or, Oh crap. I was wearing the wrong outfit in that. Right. And that whole scene is now screwed up. How are we going to rework this? What, what a lot of people don't know, uh, especially with JC films is that, uh, it really is a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. So there was never a point in time where I would see something, you know, again, kind of standing away from it and not being in the camera frame and be able to walk up, you know, to Jason and say, Hey, so, we might want to try to do this because this is happening over here. And he would kind of look at it and then go, Oh, you know that? Yeah. I kind of like that. Let's, let's, let's go wide on this so we can pick that up or, you know, Hey, we, we got to make sure that cause we may be shooting something and you know, a lot of people don't know that like, unlike theater, you know, where the script is the script and you got to follow it word for word in movies the script is kind of a suggestion yeah it's whatever comes uh, out of that's it. right it's yeah. so like as long as it follows the rules of this particular scene and that you're you're for the most part repeating it pretty much the same closely every time. as possible yeah so that you're not making the editor want to just to say that that we as filmmakers we hope that you will be consistent with whatever it is yeah. that you decide <laughs> to do makes it so much easier to edit yeah. uh but it's, uh, you know, because that happens, 
there are things that will be happening in other areas that were not planned that you don't see, but it just it organically works. Yeah. And so again, if you're trying to pull a tight, but it's kind of a larger scene and you're focusing in one area, something really magical might be happening yeah. that where your focus is here, you're not seeing. So that's why it's important mm-hmm. for those other people to be able to step forward. And, you know, sometimes the director will be like, no, you know, I like what we're doing here, but there's never a look, I got it type yeah. of thing. No, not, not with us. It, it's, you know, like, oh, you know what? You're right. I like that. Or uh, maybe not right now, but. Let's, mm-hmm. let's think about maybe using this later. Keep that in mind and remind me, you right. know? So I, I think that that's one of the real things in my time in, in, in not just, you know, producing my own stuff, but especially as an actor to be able to really have a, a group effort in developing yeah. the film all the way through. And it's, gosh, there, there's so much more work that goes into it before and mm-hmm. after the yeah, shooting, oh God. all the main work happens before. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I go there and I show up for a week and we work on it and we shoot it. And, and that's the done. fun part, right? Yeah. And that's fun. And then I get to sit patiently and, you know, wait <laughs> for the editor to painstakingly sort everything wow. out and make a proper film. In the beginning <laughs> we're we're writing the script, we're editing the script, we're, you know, uh, finding the locations, you know, uh, casting the whole thing, uh, making last minute arrangements, making sure we've got the right props, setting up the shoot schedule, trying to work around everybody's schedules. Then we get to do the fun part, which is act and record. Yeah. And now we've got to go through the editing process. So it's like, oh, that's not quite right. We need this. Oh gosh, you know the uh, the the color is not really good here. We got to fix the color. Right. The sound is really bad here, but we can't cut this because this is the yeah. best one we got. Um, so there's so many hands that take part in that process, and I think what more than anything else, I mean, you know, you are, I am, Jason is, uh, Lynn, everybody involved with JC Films is really excited about this particular film. Um, I, what's really crazy about it is we had 60 days yeah. to not only, you know, shoot the film, but then fully edit the film. And it wasn't until today, two weeks from the premiere, that we shot the final scene. Yeah. So, you know, the whole thing yeah. is edited, just waiting for these three scenes to be popped in. Right. And then it's got to get, you know, fully cleared. We're like, that's good. Then it's got to go to sound. Yep. And then sound's got to clear it. And we have to have it to the theaters yeah. in, in less than a week. And in basically a week from today, it's got to be in their hands. Yeah. That's the crazy part about this film is that we were able to turn this around from the start of script in January to releasing before mother's day in may. Yeah. It's an incredible timeline. I, for, I mean, if you were to just tell me that outright beforehand, I would have told you there's no way yeah. like it's, just, it's, gonna it's no like dream <laughs> dream. Of, I know you're dreaming big, but maybe tone it down a little bit and be, you know, Jason little, said, I'm going to come to town on the 15th of January. You think you can get everything set up? I was like, yeah, he goes, and we got to have this out by mother's day. So we have to shoot by first of March. I was like, uh, <laughs> We didn't even have the script done in January, <laughs> but you know, I mean, when you have all those people involved, you can pull it off. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, it's really, really nice. You know, what, one of my biggest passions is, um, working with people that are new to the industry. Mm-hmm. And so this was one that was a lot of fun because virtually everybody was, was new yeah. to JC films outside of, you know, just a handful of us, mm-hmm. um, who'd been on, you know, who'd acted in, in other films 
of the other like 48 people in yeah. it, they had never done a film at all. And so they were kind of a, an open book and, and just wanting to know what it is. And many of them have now, you know, they're wanting to do more films or, you know, they were somebody that was totally a theater person. that's now like, yeah, I might want to get into film and television. Uh, <clears throat> others are talking about, you know, wanting to do stuff behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that's what's, uh, excuse me, that's what's fun is that you get to, you know, help these people find something that they've, they've never done before or they don't yeah. know. And then they suddenly have a love for it. Yeah. And especially because it's not like, you know, you can just kind of go anywhere and find a place to let me test it out. Maybe I like acting. No, right. it's, 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 it's not something that's just going to fall in your lap. So, uh, that people get these opportunities is you, you can really tell that it's, it's making a, a big impact on them mm-hmm. because there are, they're, up and they're ready to go and they're happy. They're all about it. You know, there's, there's not a, I've never seen someone on the set, especially not with mother's day who was like morose or, <laughs> ah, man, I just want to go home. Well, right. Maybe, maybe a little bit when we got to about, 2 yeah, when we were about 2 AM. Yeah. 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 What was that? We were all ready to go yeah. home. What was that about a 19 hour day? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think it was 19 on the nose when we left. Yeah. <laughs> long. Day. Let's avoid that <laughs> long, long day for the next one. And that's, uh, there we go. So, uh, uh, so the next one that you're going to be shooting is um, Halloween Heroes. That's the one that that <clears throat> I'm working on right now. Um, Lou Sherwood had uh, provided uh, Jason basically a, a short story um, screenplay uh, about really kind of. It was originally written for like younger kids, like in maybe ten years old or so. Mm. Uh, that it's definitely a, a younger film. It's a funny film, um, Halloween based. Um, you know, one of the things that comes up about that is, you know, there are many folks within the church community that are completely against Halloween Mm -hmm. altogether. Uh, this film is, is, is actually using Halloween as a platform to, there's a line in it where the minister that's in it actually talks about that. It's an opportunity to begin talking about life and death and and life after, uh, you know, the fact that there is a heaven and hell and, and these type of things. But, but these kids, it's really just fun. They're having a trunk or treat for their, you know, their church. And a guy moves to town who happens to be a bad guy and he's doing all these different tricks and things that are causing havoc throughout the city and people are talking about leaving town and, and these kids uh, are investigating to figure out what yeah, happened. Very and, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, they uh, they suddenly uh, possess the power of their Halloween characters, <laughs> but they don't really know how to use those powers or like how it came about. And in their Sunday school class, you know, they, they, they talk about David and Goliath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of goes through not giving too much of the film away, but you know, ultimately they end up finding the courage to stand up against this bad guy that they're right. scared of. Uh, so it's, it's really, it's fun and it has a good message in it. Uh, the main focus of the kids, we kind of made them more middle school aged yeah. uh, just because again, we've kind of got like seven leads on that. Uh, but this one will be fun. It'll, it'll have a lot more, uh, you know, CGI type of stuff mm-hmm. in it than, than most films. Right. Uh, but it'll be a fun one. And that one too is actually shooting in Henderson. 
uh, Jason was just very, very impressed with, with the young talent. Yeah. I mean, the, so the adult I. talent was fantastic too, yeah, yeah. but you know, it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to find areas where you have a large amount of young talent. Yeah. Um, and they really, really do there. And you know, yeah, uh, we were not left for wanting. I say, Hey, love you hometown <laughs> uh, for that. So uh, kind of taking one back there and doing another one again. Um, I know you and I have talked before uh, about one of the things that like I teach classes mm-hmm. for people that are wanting to get into the film business specifically as actors. Right. Um, I can certainly talk with folks about the other stuff that we do you yeah. know, behind the scenes, you know, yeah. the, these things, but a lot of people ask like, well, how did you get into the business? Well, for years I was a theater actor um, and you know, I, even after college, I, I toured a little bit with theater and then I signed with a Christian recording label and toured. And, and when my son was coming along, my wife and I decided like, Hey, we're going to get off the road. And so for, you know, really the next 13 years, I just kind of focused on him. I did some things from right. time to time, you know, but maybe a local theater play here or things like that, but nothing of any real significance. Uh, I was doing other things, coaching, and, right. Uh, that kind of stuff. Daddy well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, about roughly three years ago from now, my son um, was Sebastian in the little mermaid mm-hmm. at his school and he killed it. And he came back and he's like, I think I want to be an actor. So I was like, if you really want to do that, you know, I'll help you. So I reached out to people that I knew um, found him a regional talent agency. Uh, shout out to Heyman talent. Louisville, Cincinnati, Columbus. Uh, and, uh, and you're getting all your plugs in. I know, right. (laughs) right. Uh, He had an opportunity to, you know, there are lots and lots of trainings that you can go to. Mm -hmm. And there was a camp that was in Columbus, which my wife is from. So there's family there, uh, where the kids would get the opportunity to work with people in the industry. And then at the end of the week, they would get to you know be able to do their showcase in front of actual LA managers and, and agents, mm-hmm. and he was able to sign with with a talent manager out of LA. So uh, Ming's talent management, by the way, got to get them all in. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, so as he began that process, you know what a lot of people don't know is like with a talent manager, like they'll tell you what they need and they'll kind of help you like here's the outlines for what your resume should look like, et cetera. Mm. But once they kind of give you that baseline from there on out, you've got to do the stuff. So if they say, Hey, we need these headshots up. Yeah. You got to get the headshots up. Yeah. They don't have time to do that for you. They're too busy trying to book you and and work out other details. And so you kind of have to learn really fast, like what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, Heyman continued to bug my wife and I about coming on board. They're like, Oh yeah, I heard all these things from folks about you. So eventually through saying, you know, we get a lot of family stuff. Mm -hmm. They drug us in and Braden had gotten picked up as an extra for the zombie club with Mm -hmm. JC films. And Jason and I talked quite a bit before coming and, uh, he was like, Hey, did I see that? Like you're like a referee or something like that on Facebook. I was like, well, I used to be, but now I just do like soccer and, and baseball. And he's like, but you still have like your referee stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. He goes, good. You're a referee in this movie. <laughs> so I became the basketball referee. Braden ends up having a small role. Um, you know, we helped a lot during that week. And that was what really made our relationship with Jason. And we've right. continued to do things since. 
what I tell people that are wanting to get in, a lot of people will say things like, oh, I'm too old. You know, I'm, I missed my chance or, uh, well, we just don't really know anything about it. So right. we're, you know, we're not going to waste a lot of time. Reasons X, Y, and Z. Right, exactly. And what I tell people is it doesn't matter how old you are. It yeah. doesn't matter how skinny or heavy you are. It doesn't matter how tall you are. It doesn't matter, you know, that you're 12 or, yeah. or 10 or whatever. There are parts for or everyone. Yeah. And so if you Absolutely. really want to be in this business, you can. It's just you have to be dedicated to do it. You know, take the time to take classes, yep. uh, to understand it, you know, learn what a resume needs to look like get headshots. Yeah. Don't go see the local photographer that does senior pictures, (laughs) get an actual headshot photographer because they're totally different Yeah, from what your family would take. There's specifics on the, how it needs to look because we live in a digital age. Uh, And and just knowing, you know, what to spend money on and whatnot. And those were the big things that, that I had to learn really quick Mm -hmm. because I had a kid who was auditioning for, you know, Disney and Nickelodeon and Netflix and, you know, HBO and it's like self-tape, self-tape. Right. Because of self-tapes, which if people don't know that you can now actually tape yourself, you know, you're not really taping it, but that's right. what they call it. But you, you, you know, record yourself doing the scene from the sides, which is piece of the scene and then you submit it online you don't actually have to physically go to most auditions anymore mm. so you don't have to be in la you know I, I grew up in the 90s and i wanted so badly to be an actor but you either had to make the commitment to move to new yeah. york or los angeles and yeah. either for theater or television you know movies yeah. if you didn't do that there was nothing that could happen today you can live anywhere in the world yeah and become an actor uh, because you can do these self-tapes but the question is where do you find the auditions? Yeah. Well, obviously if you get representation, that's great. They're going to send you a lot of stuff, but you don't need representation yeah. to become an actor and do self tapes. You know, when uh, people will start in the business, they're like, Oh, I need to get on IMDb. Like they get their first credit and they're like, I need to sign up for IMDb. Well, IMDb costs you $150 a year. And okay. it's specifically designed to be a marketing piece. Right. Uh, you're marketing yourself. You're, you're, you're providing your real. If you have one or two credits, there's nothing. You don't want to spend that money. It's, it's, it's not worth it yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, where you could spend $150 and sign up for something like backstage, which is a great way for you to find work uh, and auditions that are available backstage. While it does allow you to see things nationwide, it also is very specific to more local stuff. So You'll see more independent films. You'll see more student films. You'll see maybe more like theatric stuff in your area um, that you can do. Uh, and all of that is getting you real and adding to your yeah. resume and giving you the credits. Uh, and to, then, Not to mention, I mean, you're going to get more exposure from that than you would from an IMDb. Page. Absolutely. So. And that experience is building that resume. And so if, if somebody looks at your resume and they see, you know, well, you've been on one film set. Okay, you've started, but you're actually a little bit further along than the one person whose resume is all theater. Right. Because they know you've at least been on a film set. So you have uh-huh. some idea of what back at one means, you know, yeah. uh, quiet on you know set, how, go how you're going to do it. You understand these things a little better. If you've got six or seven of those now, 
Yeah. They know that you know what these things are. So you're not going to come on set and just, you know, have no idea what's going on. Right. And have someone tell you exactly how to do everything. So things like actors access, those are ones where, you know, the big studios have most of their stuff Um, and everything on there is legit. But again, you can sign up for that for unlimited submissions for $66. So why would you annually sign up for something like backstage? I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, IMDb. IMDb when you're just not there yet. Yeah. Um, you know, those are some of the things where I see a lot of folks make mistakes yeah. in that they, what they know is what they sign up for. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is that there's things out there that are more important for them to sign up for. Better suited for what they're Right. And being do. able to yeah. build those relationships. You know, I mean, the, uh, Jay-Z Films is, you know, one of the largest independent Christian, oh, yeah. uh, you know, film studios in, in the U.S. So, why not yeah. jump on board with that and yeah. be able to do multiple films and, and build those relationships, which lead to other relationships right. that get you into other films. I mean, I've done, well, I, I shouldn't say just I, but, but my family has been in at least four or five other projects that were only because I built a relationship with somebody because I was in something with JC films. Oh, okay. the, the business is all about making relationships, but you can't do that unless you're, you know, doing the things that you need to do to actually get on sets. Right. Don't be afraid to be an extra, be an extra, um, to get the experience of being there and seeing things. You never yeah. know, especially on JC films. Mm-hmm. You never know if you show up as an extra, if you're suddenly going to have a speaking part. Right. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, if, if you're you, close, you, for, for, forget even being an extra. If you just happen to be a body in the, in the vicinity. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we had three people today that just happened to be there. It was like, Oh, Hey, you guys are going to be teachers today. Right. Okay. There you go. On mother's day, we, we had somebody who was bringing their son who was actually in it. Yeah. And we were like, we need a librarian. Hey, right. You're going to be our librarian. Right. She's like what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, those little things can ultimately be something that now gets you that little bit of screen time mm-hmm. um, so that you now have a piece of reel that you can show. You just never know when you're going to go from an extra to a featured extra or even, you know, possibly somebody that uh, you know ends up in a supporting role right? Uh, just because you were there and, yeah. and you were needed. And I'll tell you from personal experience, I mean, just being around and watching people, act and, and do whatever their uh, go about it in their own methodology. You pick up little subtle things like you'll yeah. notice. Uh, and, and it's not like you go to try and copy exactly what they did, but you notice a, a certain way that they behave and it'll immediately be apparent to you that, mm-hmm. Oh wow, that was, that's good. Like I'm compelled to like continue watching this. Yeah. And you, you know, you'll take that away from something like that. So it's not like, even though you're might you might not have any kind of official part right? or, or even get paid, you'll take something away from it. And if you're trying to get your, um, your boots off the ground as, as a young actor, that's, you, you need all the experiences you can get. As a, as a new actor, regardless of your age. Yeah. yeah if, I should say new, not young. It, yeah, yeah. If somebody says, oh, I can't believe you did that for free. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what yeah. this business is about. Because when you're starting out, it's all about building resume and building yep. real and building relationships. Yep. And so anything that you can do, um, I, I call it the three R's is what I refer to it as. Mm-hmm. I said, when you're starting out, it's about, uh, I said, it's about real 
resume and mainly relationships. Oh yeah. And if you focus on those three, don't worry about the money right now. It's great. If you're going to get paid, that's fantastic. Wonderful. But if it's something that's not going to be detrimental to you financially, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying somebody says, Hey, you know, come out here to LA and stay for two weeks and do the whole thing for free. Financially, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) But if somebody's filming something in the next town over from you where you don't have to, you know, even get a hotel room and they're providing meals on set and things like that, gosh, that's a great opportunity. Which like you said, they're, I mean, that's happening all over the place now because we, uh, of just the nature of how the industry has changed from 20, 30 years ago where, you know, we have the ability to social media and everything else. And and that, and there's, you know, there are platforms Mm -hmm. to put these things on. It's not like you have to be in a theater to be able to make something that's viewable and for people to enjoy and to make money on it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you know, they're all over YouTube or Vimeo or, you know, I'm not, I know you're just talking about like the Netflix and the the pure flicks and those, I mean, you're talking about, you know, free platforms where anybody can put their stuff up. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you know, the new thing, which, I'm like, oh gosh, like TikTok. And you've got these people, you know, what people don't, don't, a lot of people don't even know is that the Actors Guild, um, so, you know, you have the Actors Guild, so you've got your, uh, you've got your unions, uh, SAG, AFTRA, who have always just been for people that are in, you know, movies and television. Yeah. And the rule was, if you were going to be in a SAG, AFTRA film, you had to join then. Right. If you were doing television, you didn't have to join until you were on your third episode and then you could join. Now they've opened it up for people who are social media uh, influencers. Really? So you can join SAG after now if you're this massive influencer on Instagram or TikTok or yeah, because YouTuber. they now see it's recognized that this new platform. Yeah. Is is it, while it's different, it is actually making. Oh yeah, you know, people are making money. They're, oh, yeah. they're making you know millions, some of them, and they are actually influencers and they're they're actors in some way or shape yeah. or form in their own right. Yeah. Uh, so the industry has changed dramatically in that aspect, and uh, and in, in the way that um, content is shot too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not so straightforward. Like here is a you know here's a story beginning, middle end, right. You know, that's it. It'll have, you know, little subtle differences. It'll have the little subtle uh, or even jarring kind of just, this is not something I'm used to experiencing or even just a completely different format. Like, um, like streamers, for instance. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they put in just as much work as somebody who's making a film, but it's not, it's just, they go about it in a different way because there's, there's, hundreds of free editing software on the internet not to mention that you can shoot near the same quality of virtually any 4k camera with your phones today yeah i mean you will see some short films that unless they told you they shot it with their iphone or their galaxy that you would not know oh yeah that they didn't use you know now again not not a high-end yeah lens you know but but a they have a cinematic quality about them. Yeah. So you don't even have to go out and buy expensive equipment anymore to begin shooting your own content. And that's something I've heard too before from, um, from people who have done like Q and A's and whatnot mm-hmm. about like, uh, you know, they started off as a small nobody and now they have all of these, uh, you know, subscribers or regular views or this or that, or the other. And they'll say, listen, like don't go out and splurge all this money 
and then try and make something and be just dis- because then you're just going to be disappointed because right. you're not you're not going to you're not going to catch fire immediately. and you will make a hundred mistakes yeah. on your first few films oh yeah oh <laughs> Trust god me. yes and because what's more important is what you're making not yeah. how it looks if right. you make something that's if you're doing comedy, if you make something that's just genuinely funny, nobody cares if it looks like crap on a 10 year old smartphone, you know, it'll, they'll still watch it anyway. They'll like it. They'll like you, you'll catch on. So, uh, it's, it's about the, your ability to make something that is appealing, you know, and and we have so many options for that today. Well, you know, and if we circle back, um, just a little bit where we were talking about, you know, people getting into the business and, mm-hmm. and actors and, you know, you see a lot of folks who have a great deal of experience in theater. Right. Um, and now they want to make that transition in, into film and television. doesn't mean that, I mean, theater will always be my first love. Right. But I really love film and television. You know, this, that's what I've been focusing on mm-hmm. over these years. But my first love is, is that, yeah. you know, the, the, the audience and, and the, uh, you know, the fear of live, yeah. you know, you don't get to redo it if you no, mess it yeah. up. Uh, but where, where there's a big difference in that, uh, there's a couple of different things. So, you know, somebody that's transitioning from a lot of experience in theater many times, and we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. they have a really difficult time transitioning to being on either the small screen or the big screen right? because they're used to having to be very big yep. and boisterous to, yeah. in order to, you know, reach the people in the farthest parts of yeah. the auditorium full of bravado. Yeah. And so yeah. they have to be big and their body has to be open and, and those type of things. Well, now all of a sudden you're not acting at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a conversation like you and I are having right now. Yeah, uh. it, It's, it's everyday life. I, I think it was Marlon Brando that said, if you're acting, you're doing too much. Yeah. And you know, you're literally cropped like this. Mm-hmm. So if this is what I'm looking at, I don't need you to be big. Yeah. You know, I don't need to hear you like this. Project, you know? Yeah. You just talk like in your normal tone. And so that's, that's a difficult process um, for a lot of people. Um, it was certainly understandably. A so it was a difficult process for my son. I mean, it took him, I would say really a full year before his coaches and so forth. Were like I can really tell a big difference, yeah. um, you know, in where you were to where you are now. Uh, but the, the same thing is true with, uh, the difference between your character as a theater actor and your character as a movie actor or a television actor. Mm-hmm. It was kind of what we were talking about previously yeah. too, in that <laughs> this, know, this, this whole podcast is basically it, just he and I recycling yeah, things we've already, we've already talked, talked about, about. <laughs> uh, you know, the, and it's things that I do talk to new actors about like, Hey, here are the things you need to be aware of that you're going to do wrong but you know this up front. Right. So you can already be working on it. Uh, you know, in, in theater, you are the character that's written yeah. in that play. No ifs, ands, or buts. So you are presenting a character that you're being told to be. This is who this character is. Present them exactly as that. Right. In film and television, as an actor, you are the character. Right. You develop the character. It comes from you. Right. Yeah. With the direction of your director, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But 
ultimately you read the script, you see what it's all about. You get a feel for who your character is or what they would be like. And that's what you bring. So the difference is you have, you've created this character Mm -hmm. based off of the script. And again, like we talked about, the script is just a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've created this character. You've had the ability to become someone you, you have to be someone in theater. You can create someone in film and television. Mm. So, you know, between that, you know, theater to theatrical, there's a big difference between the two and there's really magic about both. Uh, But it's, you know, making that transition from, well, I'm always used to having to say the exact words because if I, if I miss the last cue, the other person will look at me like this. Yeah. Right. Because they don't know they're supposed to speak. Right. In, In theatrical in film and television, you know, you're just going with that other person. Exactly. So yep. if they say something completely off the wall, you've got to go along yep. with it. Yep. Uh, and, and that's, it. it's, it's fun that way. Well, well then, so let me ask, how, what would you, what would you tell someone who was curious about, because obviously those differences make um, theater and film television very different. Mm-hmm. So naturally the casting process for that is yeah. very much different. Yeah. You're not, you're like, cause like you said, the, the characters develop more by the person mm-hmm. than, you know, the person is just a body that's being a character when right. it's in theater. Right. So for someone who's used to just basically, do you know your lines really well? Do you look good in this? Do you physically look good in this part? Does it make right. sense? And if that's what someone is used to, how do they adjust to going into putting on, going into an audition and, and, yeah, putting off a vibe that's like this is the way I want yeah. to produce this character. Yeah, it's 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 actually a really good question. Um, there's a couple of different things. One, if you know Hollywood at this point is be kind of beginning to open back up again, so I'm I'm confident that we're going to see more, you know, face to face auditions, especially for you know these smaller guest star roles yeah. that you have, you know. Uh, where they'll have a, a cattle call of, you know, 40 people come in and audition for one. And the thing is in those, you don't get, but just literally a couple of minutes. I mean, if you've right. ever been to one, you literally go in and you come right back out. Right. Uh, it is rare, even if they like you, that you'll be there more than two minutes. Yeah. Just because they got to, they right. got to get through the whole list. So you, when you do that, you come into the room and you try to capture the room when you come in with your personality, with who you are, mm. uh, that you're, you know, you're bubbly and, and you're fun. And then you do your character and your character again should be just a normal character unless again, it's written to be a specific. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's the three stooges is totally different, right? But it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's just a show, they're looking for you to be able to be that character. Cause what you don't really realize is that, you know, you'll have gosh, brains had so many auditions for roles where he's had callbacks and two of them have won Academy awards that he's oh, wow. been callbacks on, but the, person that they that they ended up casting was nothing like him Mm -hmm. two feet taller than him or a hundred pounds bigger than him or a complete different ethnicity Mm -hmm. that you never know why you don't get a part right and it may have nothing to do with your acting ability oh yeah it may simply be because they didn't even know that they were looking for that person until Until, they saw that person yeah and so when you know that if you're going in face to face you grab the room Make it so they remember you. Yeah. Um, do your part. Be nice. Leave. If they like you, whether they cast you or not, you hope 
that they're going to move you into their like pile because now you're going to get stuff from them that's direct from casting. Mm-hmm. So a show comes up and they go, you know what? That kid was yeah. really good. And they pulled out and they call you to audition. It's a little bit different with self-taping today mm-hmm. because you don't get to go into the room and, and, and grab the room. So when you do a self-tape today, they have what's called a slate and your slate is where you introduce yourself. So it'd be like, hi, I'm Bobby Lacer, 47 years old from Louisville, Kentucky, or 47 years old, 200 pounds, five foot 10, yeah. whatever. So you're introducing yourself based on what they did and your personality should show through in that. Mm-hmm. So don't be like, hi, I'm Bobby Lacer. You know, it should be like, hi, I'm Bobby Lacer. You know, you, you want to show that friendliness because your character that you may be auditioning for yeah. might be a bad guy. Right. Or, or maybe they're very introverted, but you're an extrovert. Well, the thing is, is that maybe you don't get the role as the introvert, but because of your slate, they're like, oh, they they're can be extrovert other guy. Yeah. and you end up in that role. Yep. Yep. Um, so even though you don't have the opportunity to come in now and grab the room, you can grab casting with your slate as part of your audition. And another thing you can do is a lot of times they'll have you do multiple scenes mm-hmm. in, in, you know, these self tape auditions, uh, if the scenes are very different from one another, do one in one outfit, one in another. You yeah. know, if if your character is kind of a dork, uh, but you don't know whether they would want that person in glasses or not, but you can wear glasses, wear one with glasses, one with not. Yeah. Um, you know, give them the the ability to see you in a different way, mm. uh, to be able to say, "Oh, I never would have thought that person." could pull off that, that geeky look, but they clearly can, or I would not have seen them as suddenly being able to look kind of like the, uh, the, the, the rebel without a cause, Mm -hmm. but you do one that way and one that way. And it's like, they see something different about you. Cause again, they didn't know they wanted you until they saw you. Uh, well, so is there anything you wanted to mention that's noteworthy about either mother's day or, um, Halloween heroes? Well, uh, Mother's Day is is obviously, you know, right on the cusp of yeah. coming out. So, you know, it, it will have its opportunity with streaming. Uh, you can already go to JC Films uh, website, um, jcfilms.org, and purchase, uh, pre-purchase the DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, those will be out here within the next two weeks, too. It's free shipping to get your copy. Very nice. Uh, if you happen to be... In the Henderson, Kentucky, Owensboro, Kentucky, Evansville, Indiana area, um, come to the premiere. I mean, it's a red carpet premiere, uh, one night in Tickets the theater. On sale right Tickets now. on sale right now. Yeah. Again, uh, you can go to JC Films website. They've already yeah. copied what's been sent over, or look up uh, the story of Mother's Day on Facebook, and mm-hmm. they'll be right there. Or just simply go to uh, Showplace Cinema's uh, website. Yeah, yeah, they're right there. So. Buy We're the all over the place. You can find us if you look anywhere. You just got to try to find us. Uh, but yeah. tickets are almost halfway sold out. Yeah. And hopefully, well, what do I hope? I hope, hours? Still, I hope there's still some available by the I, time this episode even. Releases. Hopefully they'll open more theaters yeah. for us. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Halloween heroes. Um, you know, they, again, people that are going to be in that area, we're going to need a lot of extras on this one. Mm-hmm. And of all ages, when it comes to kids from okay. trunk retreats and those kind of things. So awesome. We would love to have you. We're shooting first of June on that. Um, the only other thing I'd say is, uh, you know, just from what we talked about that, uh, you know, if you want to do this, if you want to be part of this industry, look for the opportunities. Yeah. Ask, um, you know, 
everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that's in this industry. Yeah. Use that relationship to get you your first relationship. Mm -hmm. If you want to be part of JC films and something is going to be, you know, filming close to you, all you got to do is reach out. You know, the, the, the casting opportunities are right there. Uh, You know, be an extra. Yeah. Get on set. Like, like we said earlier, it's a, it's a great way, regardless of you'll, you will leave with something learned. You Absolutely. will not leave with nothing. And you will leave with some level of relationships. Yeah. All you oh, have yeah. to do is make them. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And then also while we're plugging things, we've got the, uh, the JC film studios, t-shirts, the merch. Yeah. We all, uh, assuming that we have that fixed on the website, they should be available. And, uh, if, I don't know how many we have in stock right now, but, uh, if y'all want them, we can put it in order. We can always get more. So if the demand is there, the supply will follow. All right. <laughs> and get on there and buy DVDs. DVDs, yeah, yeah. DVDs, DVDs. Help us out. Help us out. So we can and, make and join the producers club, which is great. I mean, join the producers club. It's uh, what? $20 a month. You have unlimited access to the entire JC films library uh, for streaming. Uh, you have opportunity to attend special events, uh, including uh, some of the film festivals, et cetera. There, there's a plethora of benefits um, that come with the producers club and there's a link right at the very top of the page. They make uh, it very easy to find. Yes. So you just click on it and it'll give you all the information. Yeah. Uh, I love the producers club. So I, I highly recommend it. And not just that, besides the fact that you get a lot of great perks. Yeah. 100%. It, you're, you're helping support, you know, JC films who again is a film company. That's, that's not just doing faith and family-based films, but is actually addressing a lot of things that Hollywood would never address and, and very important social Just issues. Just because there's no money there. Right, right. But these social issues are so important. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, things like the Producers Club helps to, you know, provide more of that funding to help yeah. JC Films continue to do, you know, what they do. Right. Yeah. And then also, I will be setting it up in the meantime. We are going to we have a Patreon. If you want to continue to support us, if you like this podcast, you want to hear more, uh, you can go. I will have the link in the description of this because I don't know it at the time. Uh, so you'll be able to go there. You can give us a few bucks a month. It will very, very much help us out. We would be very appreciative of it. So uh, anyway, Bobby Lacer. Hey. I always love chatting with you. Brother, always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Always Until a pleasure. Until next time. But, you know, later tonight. <laughs> later tonight. Right. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.